listening to the Bible 126 show. Ezekiel 36:25-27 KJV Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness, and from all your idols, I will cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments, and do them. We all have things we have done in the past that we are not proud of. I will be honest, and I will be the first to hold my hand up. I have done things that I am not proud of. I have done things that I regret. I have had habits that I am ashamed of. There are things in my own life that I have done that I wish I could forget. And I am sure that you can relate to this. If you look at your own life, I am sure there are things which you have done that you do not want the world to know about. And if the truth be told, there are some things we are still struggling with today. There are things that we are still crying and struggling with. Now one problem we have that is creeping into the church is the New Age belief that you are enough to save yourself, that in your own power you can overcome sin, that you are a little God and that you can conquer sin on your own. There is a teaching that is going around the church, which sort of builds up people to attempt to be their own savior. This is completely contrary to the Word of God. The Word of God tells us time and time again that we are not self-sufficient. We need God. John 15, 4-6 Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abideth not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. To overcome that sin, you need God. To find your purpose in life, you need God. To be complete, you need God. Don't allow these self-help books and self-help teachers to infiltrate your mind. This New Age teaching teaches that we humans fundamentally are good in nature and pure and that we need to do a few things for us to get there. Look at what the Bible says. The works of the flesh are that natural state of humanity. Galatians 5, 19-21 Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This is what the Bible refers to as the nature of mankind. We are all born into the flesh, and our flesh manifest according to that is spoken of in Galatians. My friends, run from this New Age teaching. You are not enough. You are not self-sufficient. You are not able to overcome that sin by yourself. And even if you are able to overcome that sin by yourself, you are only replacing it with the dark spirit of self-righteousness. 
that within my own power and own self-control I overcame this sin. I say this all to get to one point. We need God. Jesus died. He did not faint. He was not in a coma. Jesus literally died. And for three days, he was dead. It is important to be clear that Jesus was not killed. Yes, in the sense he was crucified, but he laid down his life. 1 John 3.16 Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren, the death, burial and resurrection is absolutely positively essential to the preaching of the gospel the death burial and resurrection is absolutely positively essential to being a Christian you will not find one person in heaven who believes the death of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross was metaphorical you will not find one person in heaven who believes the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross was metaphorical. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is the very foundation and basis of the Christian faith. If the resurrection of Jesus Christ was a metaphor, Jesus could not say in Revelation 1.18, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. To overcome sin, we need God. Give yourself over to Him and let Him change you. Some people think they can help themselves out of some situations they have been trapped in. They think they will fight their ways out of the traps. When I'm talking about traps, I'm talking of addictions that many people struggle with today. You cannot help yourself out of addictions if you are struggling with one. You cannot get out of it yourself. You need to let God himself change you. You need to humble yourself before the Lord. God will not help you if you are full of pride. Humble yourself and see yourself as what you are, a sinner that needs Jesus. When you see yourself as a sinner, that is when God can help. If you are struggling with addiction or sin of any kind, ask God to change you. He says in his words that he will create in you a new heart. He will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. This is a promise from God to you. This is what God will do for you if you can humble yourself before him and let him change you. There are many aspects of our lifestyle that we need to let go of, but it is hard because they have become part of our daily life. For instance, many people struggle with lust in their minds. They just can't help but lust after the opposite sex. They just can't help it. Once they see the opposite sex, they just start lusting immediately. They hate that this happens to them, but they just can't help it. Maybe for you it is deceit and lies that you struggle with. You know it is bad, but you can't help it. You just lie with ease. You feel no remorse for telling lies to cheat and destroy people's lives. You want to change, but it is hard. It is because you are walking in the flesh. Maybe what you are struggling with is anger. You just get angry at the drop of a dime. You live your whole life on the edge. Your family is even scared to interact with you. Your husband or wife has to tiptoe around you because you are a ticking time bomb. 
you know it is a horrible habit and you want to stop your propensity to get angry quickly, but you cannot stop it. Anger has deprived you of many opportunities, or maybe has even ended your marriage and you are feeling terrible about it. This is not something you want for yourself. Maybe you have even attended a series of anger management classes, but none of them have helped. God is here to help you. I may not have stated the sin you are struggling with, but you know yourself what the sin is you struggle with. Do you want God to change you? You have a part to play. There is something important that you need to do if you want God to change you truly, and that is surrendering your life to Christ. Surrendering your life to Christ is simply acknowledging, I can't do this by myself, Lord. I need your help. Maybe you are even born again, but you still want that change in a particular area of your life. The reason is that you are not inviting Jesus to that part of your life. This is the time to invite Jesus to that part. It is time for you to invite Jesus to every area of your life. Don't shut him out of some parts of your life. You need a total change. You need to be a new being. You need to be a brand new being in Christ. The first thing you do is cry out like the psalmist in Psalm 51:10-13 KJV. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then I will teach transgressors thy way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. This is the first thing you need to do. David needed a change of heart. He knew that he had failed. He knew his heart had been corrupted by sin, and he cried out that the Lord changes his heart. This is what you should do today. Let God see that you really want him to change you. Let God see that you are serious about the change and you want a new life. Cry out to the Lord for a change of heart. God will listen to you and will change you. 2 Chronicles 7.14 KJV If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. God will hear you from heaven when you cry out. Paul says in Galatians 2.20 KJV that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul became born again. Paul crucified the old self with Christ, and he lived again, but with Christ. He became a changed being. He lived for Christ. He submitted himself to God to be changed through Christ. This is what God is telling every one of us today. He wants to change us, but are we ready to experience the new birth? There is a new religion in town, which we all need to be careful about. I will call it the religion of experience, or the religion of the Antichrist. The reason I call it the religion of the Antichrist is because it is founded by the spirit of the Antichrist. At no point are we expected to build our faith on the experiences of others, or even build it on our own personal experiences. This new doctrine is centered around people's personal experience, 
and churches all across the world are welcoming it. They are lowering the viewpoint of the Word of God and exalting an individual's personal experience. But as children of God, we are required to build our lives on the Word of God. We can learn from people's experiences. There is nothing bad about that. However, people's experiences cannot form the basis of our faith in God. People's experiences cannot be the basis of doctrine. The basis of all Christian doctrine is from the Bible, and the foundation of all Christian doctrine remains the birth, death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Galatians 1.8 But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Galatians 1.8 leads me to believe that it is very possible for an angel from heaven to approach someone and preach to them a gospel that is completely contrary to the Word of God. The Bible remains the final authority of God's Word. We cannot go out of this holy compass and expect to reach a safe haven. It is unfortunate that we have some people building doctrines on their personal experiences and encounters. This is a great error we must be careful not to be victims of. This is something us Christians need to be aware of. The spirit of the Antichrist is at work in this world, and it has been at work for decades. And if you look through human history, so many kingdoms have risen and tried to destroy or ban the Holy Bible. And what we see now is that rather than outlawing the Bible, the spirit of the Antichrist is attempting to make Christians to have a lower view of the Bible, deceiving people to exalt other things above the Bible. And I believe the churches that will lower their view of the Bible are the same churches that will welcome the Antichrist when he comes. These churches will not take heed or pay attention to the warnings in the Bible regarding the Antichrist and his mark. When he comes, these churches will simply accept his mark because they have rejected the Word of God. A lower view of the Bible is the first step in accepting the religion of the Antichrist. I believe that we are all moving towards a time where the Word of God will not be allowed to be preached or read. The spirit of the Antichrist knows that the very anchor to a life that is destined for heaven is found in the Bible. The Bible guides you. It guides. Psalm 119.105 Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word of God is your protection from deception. Your reference point should not be your parents. Your reference point should not be a man or woman. Your reference point should not be your pastor. Your reference point should not be a YouTube channel. Your reference point should be the unchanging, unmovable Word of God. And in this Word of God, it warns you of a beast that is coming, a beast who will be a man, a man who will be loved and adored by this world, a man who will be worshipped and exalted by this world a man who will quite literally appear to fix the world's problems. But all the while, he will be a wolf in sheep's clothing. He is no one other than the Antichrist. The Word of God did not leave us in the dark regarding the last days. 
the Word of God revealed to us what we are to expect, what we are to anticipate in the last days. The reason I say that having a lower view of the Bible is the first step to accepting the religion of the Antichrist is because anyone who believes the Bible is the inspired Word of God will know not to worship the Antichrist and not to accept this mark. Satan hates the Bible. Men and women over the years have risen up against the Bible. Kingdoms come and go, and they have all failed to remove the Bible. The French philosopher Voltaire once said, A hundred years from my death, the Bible will be a museum piece. A hundred years after his death, the French Bible Society set up its headquarters in Voltaire's old home in Paris. I do think God has a sense of humor. We are not to build a religion on our experiences. Our experiences and personal opinions are not meant to be the rock upon which a faith is built. Some of the greatest indicators of the new religion which is built on personal experiences is that it exalts human feelings above the fact of God's Word and it has a lowered view of the Bible. People who try to establish this preach their feelings and opinions without judging it by the Word of God. It is amazing how some people will begin to dispute scriptures and claiming a new stand or trying to interpret the Word of God based on their experiences, on their own lustful desires. It becomes worse when they use their experiences to describe what the Word of God says and teach others to believe it. Our feelings cannot override the facts of God's Word. This is something we need to guard ourselves from when we are reading the Bible. When we are reading the Bible, we need to make sure that we don't read our own opinions and personal preferences into the Scripture. Remember that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Facts cannot be altered because they are realities. Whether or not you believe them, they are truths that cannot be altered. The Bible says that the Word of God is forever settled in heaven. If so, then our feelings cannot prove it otherwise. You can choose whether or not you will believe what the Bible says, but you cannot choose to interpret and teach it based on how you feel. The Bible does not answer to how anyone feels. It is what it is and not how you feel about it. There are those who argue blindly that the Bible is a human book that is subject to amendment. Some say that the Bible only contains the Word of God in certain places and has been altered. But in all honesty, if God cannot protect the sanctity of His Word, He is a God not worth worshipping. I believe wholeheartedly the Word of God as God breathed and everything God wanted us to know in Scripture is there. I believe in a God who is sovereign. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 rightly says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly finished unto all good works. Everything written in the Bible is strategically arranged by the Holy Spirit for divine purposes. If the Bible was written by the feelings of those who wrote it, then it wouldn't have matched this generation. The reason the Bible will be eternally relevant is that the Holy Spirit is the author of it. There is no book like the Bible. 
This is the book on which civilizations have been founded, for which people have given their lives to the flame, for which people have risked everything they could to smuggle it into repressive countries. The book that people in distant countries, to this very day, are desperate to own, and it sits on our shelves undisturbed. Don't harm yourself and others by accepting the teaching experiences and encounters that are not proven and established in Scripture. Let's not be deceived. People can have encounters with evil spirits, and those encounters will appear to be true. One can have a strange experience with the devil, too. It is the Word of God that helps us to judge whatever encounter or experience we have. Finally, Let's consider the warnings of Apostle Paul to the Christians in Galatians 1, 6-8. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Be careful of the new and toxic doctrine built on feelings and experiences.